I've been watching uh, Mandalorian, which just wrapped up. How oh, was yeah. that? <clears throat> pretty good. Pretty good. I By the end, it was like, it was all the stuff that was interesting about Boba Fett, which is when it just felt like Robert Rodriguez was smashing action figures into each other and they, they CGI'd his hands out. So like where the, the Mandalorian was riding on the back of a Rancor monster and running down the streets of Tatooine. Like, that's f- cool. Mm-hmm. This one had like mashup Mandalorian stormtrooper outfits and it had uh, like r- robot uh, uh, IG-88 kind of robot repurposed to be uh like a yeah. mech for baby yoda um yeah it was it was very imaginative and not in the kind of lame way that boba fett did it hmm. yeah they get, ended up with a moth gideon at the end becomes basically a darth vader mm-hmm. <laughs> with this awesome armor It's your it's your weekly audible reminder that this is both a podcast about comic books and car deals. Django says I sell good cars. You sell good cars. You sell the best cars. <laughs> he's been trying to help me with an advertisement for a while. But he's like, you got to promote yourself. And he's, he's like, you sell good. You're the best seller, Jeff. You're a big salesman. Comics Place presents Perfectly Acceptable Podcast. It's a comic book podcast from the cradle of civilization, the Pacific Northwest, the pop culture hub of this corner of the Milky Way, and the face of that pit, armpit, is our faces. Jeff, face, my face, Jeff. Armpit, Django, face, oh, armpit. Yeah, I set that up. Face, armpit. Backside of the knee, Roman. Yeah. Ooh, the knee pit. Classic <laughs> knee pit. Knee pit Critical. stat. Knee pit. Critical body parts we provide. Critical body parts we provide. This is episode 312, a conversation that we've been having for six years. (laughs) (laughs) And we're no closer to finishing it. (laughs) And no one is conceding. I think that like there was four years in, I maybe thought I was going to get Roman on my side, but nope. Um, (laughs) So we're going to continue it here. Chapter 312. Thank you for joining us. (laughs) Comic books. But before... We get into that. I need to figure out which stream of information I have with Will. I received an audio recording this week. It was text and I've found it. Hello and happy episode 312. I just realized you guys might already be podcasting. So maybe this won't make it or maybe it will be fashionably late to your recording. Um, I finished reading the Avengers Assemble Omega and in the front, Jonathan... uh, uh, Jason Aaron, goodness gracious. Uh, Jason Aaron had a little write up about when he started writing it back in like 2017, this Avengers series. And it hit me. Nice. Oh, no. Nice. He um, hit him. What hit you? Oh, my gosh. He just got hit. Poor no, Will. Will. Fucking Jason Aaron hitting Will. Come on. Anything else. So um, I just need to figure out. Okay. I don't know what happened, but my phone just like turned off. <laughs> 
Jason Aaron, goodness gracious. Sorry, buddy. Uh, Jason Aaron had a little write-up about when he started writing it back in like 2017, this Avengers series. And it hit me with a little, just a little bit of feels because I think um, Avengers, Jason Aaron's Avengers is maybe the only ongoing series that I'm still reading that I picked up, I think, at number one. Um, at like my first free comic book day at the comics place, right around when I first started coming into the shop. So, uh, nice. oh no, well, nice. It's a mystery. So, um, uh, so let me am, just get am back I supposed into to this finish or... this? I've never played Will on a podcast before, but I could finish the podcast if you want. I guess my phone keeps turning off. To an end when I first started coming into the shop. Man, it's a good thing you don't sell phones. It's a good thing Andrew (laughs) edits this. You know, hit you a different way when you realize that series. I've asked about nostalgia before, but maybe just, um, you know, hit you a different way when you realize okay at the comics place right around when I first started coming into the shop. So um, kind of just took me back for a minute and gave me a little flashback. Um, Just curious if there's any long-running series out there that, came to an end for you guys that uh, classic. <laughs> classic oh man got it, 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 it actually finishes but i actually just fucked that up again so i'm just putting it down <laughs> man, so we got apparently it. there's some sort of a timer on my phone that is uh turning <laughs> off in that avenue but not when i hear voicemails sorry roman you gotta edit in andrew need to edit in the uh the the indie uh punch slap sound every time he says hits hits <laughs> <laughs> Hit, well, yeah, and maybe he said it fewer times. I just repeated parts. <laughs> it's the remix. I, I suck. Okay, so nostalgia. Long, I think it was something to the effect of long-running series that hit you in the nostalgia factor. And I'm curious of the current climate of comics, CCC. Um, what one does it for you guys? The current Superman story is getting me, uh, giving me feels of like when I first started reading comics, like the Jerry Ordway kind of era of Superman. I read a lot of Superman back then about four years, three or four years before Superman died. Um, so that that's one that that feels old school to me. Hey, Django, how did Superman's death hit you? Um, I don't know. I skipped school and brought a friend and bought two copies. Fucking speculator. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, that was the, the beginning of it all. Um, were you sad? No, I don't think anybody really thought he was going to stay dead really but they did like they canceled all his series and they brought back all these other characters real slow like it was it was a less a, a more unflinching death than i think comics usually can pull off hmm. roman what is uh, your nostalgia bone about i don't know if there's any current ones I, I i was will's question i was flashing back to old series that i read from like number one to the whatever the last issue was like uh, jeff john's jsa and uh, mm-hmm. hulk Amazing Spider-Man, Perez and Wolfman's New Teen Titans. Um, Maybe nowadays, I guess current FF, not artistically, but definitely there's some that the writing kind of reminds me of uh, John Burns run on FF back in the 80s. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And for me, I would say I've talked about this a lot, but the Zeb Wells Spider-Man run that's coming out currently. And again, my nostalgia is uh, not everyone's nostalgia because I'm younger than you guys and you guys are like really old. Um, so that early 2000s Straczynski, John Romita Jr. Spider-Man run is when I was like nine. So 10, nine, 10. Somewhere so in there. Yeah. I was born in 89 Django. Um, yeah, if you say so guys, this is a great <laughs> car. 
<laughs> this is a really good car. Seriously, <laughs> I wouldn't lie. <laughs> you guys, um, no, I've got this awesome, awesome car, and Will was just mentioning it. I assume both of you read Avengers Assemble Omega number one, the end of Jason Aaron's run, the end of an epic run of comics that's been going on for a long time. Ooh, I sure didn't. I did. Roman, what did you think of the end of Jason Aaron's run? You read the entire series. Uh, it's about freaking time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love Jason Aaron, but I got to admit, his the last year or so of his Avengers run, I I haven't really cared that much. I've been stuck, mm-hmm. I've stuck with it because I just love the Avengers and I wanted to see how he wrapped it all up. Um, as I've said before, there's just it, it's a little overwhelming every issue because there's just so many big, huge, and admittedly cool cosmic things that happen per issue that it, it ends up kind of not feeling that important because there's just so much of it. Um, this one, it, 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 it wraps it up and there's some uh, things. I guess the main thing I was like, well, why? I was curious about what's going to happen in the future is I forget why, but it ends with Namor the submariner in prison. And, and I guess he says he's no longer a King of Atlantis and he's no longer an Avenger and, and all this stuff. But cap, of course, being cap says, says, you know, basically good job. Avenger. You're always an Avenger. Um, Mephisto's back in hell with the orb annoying him. Cause yeah, one of the whole cute. points of this is Mephisto was trying to like end his existence. Cause he was sick, just tired of it all, but he doesn't get to, he's back in hell. Um, how did you feel about the like big emotional beat of this being the loss of that ghost writer and then his fate? That was, I was I was a little stunned. I was like, oh, don't kill Robbie Reyes. But, you know, spoilers at the very end of the issue that shows Robbie Reyes is, is rebuilding his car in hell. And he's obviously going to get out, get out of hell at some point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess I just don't know that character too well, having not read a lot of this run and any writer the last chunk of years. That was a good question, Jeff, because actually, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. But this run has made me like Robbie Reyes because originally I didn't care about him. And I was kind of offended at the idea of Ghost Rider driving a car. I was like, come on, Ghost Rider should be on a horse or a motorcycle. But Jason Garrett has kind of established that anything he can add, he can like infuse with his hellfire, he can ride it. One of the cool big cosmic moments in this is he uh, he uses his hellfire to infuse the planet doom. The yeah, the planet doom, which has been killed, but he animates its corpse with his hellfire and then rides that through the galaxy, <laughs> which is a pretty cool idea. <laughs> which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I've read most of this final act of it, and. I'll say this issue particularly, like it was very hard to have my bearings in terms of what was going on <laughs> or like where yeah. we were, you know, like what level of existence. It, it was just very like I'm having a hard time feeling like I'm standing on solid ground with any of this stuff or the stakes. You know, it, it was just it was like uh, some and like the re- resolution to it all was just some kind of very abrupt hand waving stuff of like, OK, now it's done. If we do this, it's like, OK, cool. Um, But yeah. There was some nice art. It was a variety of artists because it was like a 60 page comic. Um, and and again, I love the Cooter art when it was there. Yeah, it, but I totally agree with Roman. Like it was just so huge to the point of not ludicrous, but just kind of, you know, almost asinine at times. Like if everything <laughs> is that big, nothing feels like it's really got stakes and there's not really, uh, you know, it's like playing imagination on the playground with your friends. So that's also cool. But yeah, I... I would give this one an 8.0. 
Nice. I would have hoped for maybe a little bit more emotional impact. But again, I hadn't cared or read much of the star band character or the Robbie Reyes character. And those two have the biggest emotional kind of journeys in this issue and in this run. So I am probably not the best to speak on that, but yeah, I was, I would have hoped for maybe a little bit more. Star yeah. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I agree with all that. And the star brand character, I mean, in this run, you know, a baby gets the star brand and then every time she uses her power, she advances in age. So she ends up in this issue, you know, a senior citizen, but I never really felt because she ages so quickly and there's so much going on throughout this run. I never cared about her. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. But emotionally, yeah, there's I never can I connected with her. My my big emotional moment in this issue was when our cap, Steve or our Steve Rogers, uh rescues a dog Captain America from a yeah. wave of like universe killing fluid, black fluid. And that it's just a great moment. <laughs> absolutely the best moment. I totally agree. And he says something to the effect of like, you know, oh. iceberg soldier or something. Yeah. Really. Yeah. And his, and his la- as the wave is approaching, he's just holding the dog safe and says, you've been a good boy. Close your eyes now. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh gosh. And that was where I was really like, okay, are people dying? Like a phoenix flies in and stops this liquid. And I'm like, okay, but are, are these people dying? Is reality dying? Like where is, where is Appar- Joe appar- on earth right now? Yeah, Apparently, but you know, none of the... None of the important characters. <laughs> hey, Django. I want to hear Roman's score. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, I'll give it a 7.5. Hey, uh, what, Jeff? Um, That was a pretty nice car. A little bit of fire on it. A little brimstone. A little hell. A little brimstone. A L- little, little Robbie Reyes for me. Um, Take a look at the uh, lot here and show me if there's any cars you're interested in. And I'll tell you what I got Um, in, in that. Oh, I see you're gesticulating towards this amazing Spider-Man 24. Yeah, I like this red and blue car here. You like the webbing? Oh, I like the webbing it's... under the hood. Yeah, Can I ask you a question? Webbing, yeah. Yeah. What do you got? When you open the doors like that? Yep. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Um, you see how there's a little webbing in the in the pit of that door there? Yeah. I can do that with that or without that. Do you prefer it with armpit webbing or not? I'm not really gonna be doing much with it, but I like the way it looks. I'm not gonna really be doing much with it. <laughs> Um, Django, so this is your second issue of Amazing Spider-Man by Zev Wells and John Romita Jr. How did this one find sure you? Is. This one was really good. I liked it uh, probably as much as I liked the previous one. And Hell yeah. I think the, uh, the the only problem I really had was the the bit with the thing eating a sandwich. Like, Yeah, yeah let's talk about that. Uh, he's just in trouble for eating a sandwich. He's all guilty and shit. And it's yeah i is it I too that late that... for him to be eating it's well past midnight it says who gives a fuck that guy's got a metabolism he's got to eat yeah he's always eating like this and he hasn't gotten bigger so obviously it doesn't matter what yeah. if he complains about having indigestion in the early hours and it's okay, like that, because he that's does probably that. what it really was alicia has to sleep with him and she doesn't want yeah. all the the thin farts all night long so a we don't know if the thing farts and b he must when when reed shows up Ben hides the sandwich behind his back and then like shoves it behind a door and like I don't know I like You're the rest of the comic the, though I like the, the rest of the comic the yeah. eating shame the eating shame and the the storytelling there I think was terrible um, but I really like Spider Man's pose when he's stealing the thing and or stealing the the device and the thing catches him and how about that page with almost Mobius strips in it. Where where Spidey's all warped and stuff. Yeah, where they're like going totally, through. Totally, totally fine with me because he's not walking on it. Yeah. 
He's yeah, just getting sucked page. in all directions. Yeah. Yeah, I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I liked this issue quite a bit, particularly the emotional beat at the end where he gets back and Mary Jane. We find out in this one that like we've been seeing in this series so far that Mary Jane has this husband and they have kids and we've been like, well, they just must be his kids and like she's adopted them or they're married or something because, you know, Mary Jane couldn't have had kids in a year. But we know she's in a place where time passes differently. And when Peter shows back up, uh there's these kids and Mary Jane says they're my family. So it's entirely possible that they are Mary Jane's kids. It looks like they are. And that's devastating. It's like going to see your high school girlfriend and realizing she's had two kids and you're still in love with her. And it's like, that sucks. It. Okay. Yes. But she just says they're her family, right? Yeah. It's like classic comic book can be completely avoided if you want. Yeah, for sure. For sure. We, but we'll find out. Maybe they are her kids. Like that kid has red hair just like hers. Kid does look a lot like her. Also, point. like she's been there long enough to find a crazy Rambo headband, which is pretty cool. Yeah. But like also, I'm not sure. Does she look like she's aged a decade? Those kids are definitely like 10. No, no, she, she doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't. You got to add one <laughs> line for over 10 years. Is that right? I like that they're, this issue added that wibbly wobbly timey wimey explanation for her family yeah because we finally got something but mainly i'm i'm i want to explore this ben Grimm fart thing okay so yeah so Django, you have some feeling that maybe ben doesn't fart i just don't know that he does everybody farts Django. everybody farts Django. (laughs) do they yes Unless okay, I've so, got, unless I've got like a like a surgical diversion or something. You guys are just gonna regret this because <laughs> what I'm gonna say is that if you think <laughs> about those pictures that Jeff hates so much, where Ben's skin is coming off, and now think of like like where his where where his uh, shale is pulling on the muscle that's high, that's that's binding it to his skin. Now think <laughs> about his asshole. Like I didn't really want to go there, but let's imagine Ben Grimm's butthole. <laughs> He's got all stuff. It's like it's like all stone hemorrhoids all the time yeah think about be a that bummer. wow a bu- he's a bummer. eating though it. he's eating he's gotta he's gotta excrete i don't know i, I, I was made i was mainly thinking of the comedic possibilities because just imagine like he sneaks into johnny's room and and gets his butt like right next to his pillow in his head and he whispers it's clobbering time and then he lets one rip and then he like runs out of the room going Hee-hee-hee. no 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 because johnny would burst into flame and that flame <laughs> would cause big trouble for Ben. Oh, even better. This would be oh, this would be a great issue. So yeah, I gave Amazing Spider-Man a uh, 9.0. I love it. Um, and it's just uh, the closest that I feel to just writing with a long-running comic and loving it every issue. Also a nine from me, despite the sandwich and Graham sandwich thing. Each food shaming. <laughs> I'm going to give it an eight all for the sandwich sequence. Oh, <laughs> man. I love when Roman is a little contrarian. And I and I love the panel when Ben finds Spidey and Spidey is just instantly as he's lifting this machine. It's just like I was just looking at it. Yeah. 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 yeah the escape um, from the Baxter building is a lot of fun. That was a nice car, wasn't it? It was a really nice car. Um, but I feel like I need to see more cars before I can really make a decision, Jeff. Okay, that seems responsible. That's, I am the epitome of responsibility. Buy my car! <laughs> <laughs> buy my car! Hey, Django. What? I'm just thinking, buy my car! Hey, Roman, did you read all eight eyes? Yeah. Uh, 
the spider book oh hell no fuck no you fucking coward <laughs> i i fuck, but, i read the you know, spider book in, well yeah but you don't have a problem with spiders do you yeah i do we've bonded over this for a decade but you're dude. braver than i am with spiders <laughs> i mean i did i, op- I did open it what do as a human well i did op- i did open it and looked at a couple panels like nope can't do it it was <laughs> graphic it was no. if you don't like spiders and i don't think anyone likes them no, Jason, nobody Jay- likes them. Jason Ufkus said, well, he had a tarantula. <laughs> yeah, he's just like shocking people. Um, <laughs> this book has art by Peter Kowalski, who no one's ever heard of, and it is written by Steve Fox. No one. Uh, and it's great. Wait, is it wait. Great? K- Kowalski, he's, isn't he the artist on uh, that serial killer book? Um, yeah, see, Django, Roman has a brain. It doesn't look like anything to me. Roman Jenga can't remember Peter Kowalski for anything. He Kowalski. He does the, he does the Bloodborne books and and. The, but I always like his art. Text. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely got a vibe though. Um, you know, a lot of stone walls and torches with fire, even if it is modern day. And people with scars. Yeah. So tell me about this book. Spiders. Did you just say you liked it a lot? Yeah, I did. I thought it was really good. It's uh like this this kid gets kicked out of his house and he's walking around bumming around in the park and he runs into a guy who looks like he's murdering somebody but turns out he's murdering a spider the size of a really big dog or like a medium-sized kid big big dog uh, big big dog and uh so he he ends up kind of teaming up with this guy and the guy's like look if you know what to look for and if you believe in it you'll see these spiders everywhere and so they're going around trying to kill these spiders and they, they like a couple Randy Rodolfo's. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, and it's, it's horrifying. It's, I, I thought it was really effective. So they're like murdering spiders that are like Pikachu. Yeah. No, you should like, like it, Roman. They're, they're like they're killing them. They're See, like, I, I wouldn't go around murdering them. They're too big. I would just run away. I like, would move. I would move out with to the country. hammer. He kills it with the hammer. Ugh, ugh, gross. And they're like the size of deer. Uh-huh. Like they're, they're getting bigger. And they're yeah. like chasing people down in dark stone cobble alleyways and shit. Where they're not spiders, because that's where I'm going to move to. There's not any not spiders, it oh. sounds like. Well, I guess um, I have to kill myself then. <laughs> I like Peter Kowalski's art. There are times where it feels like we're in a Bloodborne comic in this comic. You know, okay. like stone and fire and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and cobble streets and whatnot. That's not necessarily a knock. It takes place in current day. Um, I thought it was a little like quick, you know, not, not in a bad way, but it was sort of like Oh, I'm creeped out of my home. Oh, here's a homeless guy and a dog, or I got a spider. Oh, God. Okay, there's all these giant spiders. There's not really much of an explanation or world building. It's just like, there's spiders. Come help me kill these spiders. And he's like, okay. Yeah, but I like that the guy the guy was like, no, nah, you're not, you're not, you can't help me. Get out of here. Take seven days or whatever. It like, take seven days to think yeah. about it, and then the kid comes back. Yeah, I I'd like probably that go sequence. back. Fuck. I definitely thought the spiders were pretty freaky, and it, I almost put the book down because it was pretty freaky in that regard, but I didn't think it was poorly done um yeah it it is not something i'm going to read more of but it was pretty effective i mean it's very effective it's gross dude yeah yeah it gave me the heebie-jeebies and, and spiders and comics don't usually do that i didn't realize there's two pages of his journal entries after advertisements at the end about like the guy that found the spiders and stuff that's interesting yeah that that wasn't additive for me Okay. It, the next that. issue, it says, and now a city employee is determined to figure out how a dead spider the size of a dog ended up on her desk. Roman's just glad he doesn't work for the city. Oh, wait, he does. I don't have a desk, though. No, no, no. Oh, after that page, worry. Django. <laughs> yeah, I, re- I read oh, the okay, other okay, the okay, stuff okay, after okay, that page. Okay, it's okay. like, it's fine. Okay. But yeah, I, I like the character that I had written in my head for this guy more than that. Okay. More than that yeah, page. it's... um. 
if you like being grossed up by spiders, it's, it's very good for you for that. Um, <laughs> 8.0 for me. I'm going to go 7.5. You talked me up from a 7 to a 7.5. You're welcome, Peter Kowalski. Yeah, I wish I could remember who that guy fucking was. Hey, um, the end of Deceased, like the end of all of Deceased. I haven't read it. Oh, well, I read it and I'm not even reading that series. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take my headphones off and let you guys talk about it. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Our listeners probably want to hear it. Well, Roman, did you read it? I, I did read it. I don't have a ton to say because I'm the guy who knew the least. Oh, um, um, OK, Roman. Well, they kill Damien. Um, that was a big thing. Wait, where was that? Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> they killed Damien, um, but they fix everything. And yeah, Damien has to sacrifice himself to save multiverses or maybe yeah. just our universe. And I don't know, I guess I guess that I would have been. Yeah, I don't know. I I'm kind of bummed they end this universe is what I'm trying to say. I would have liked if they just sort of ended this volume and left it open, which I guess I'm sure somebody will come back at some point. But this was such a great universe that it's a bummer to have it over. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was you know it's way better than anything I think Marvel Zombies ever did. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, I'm so I was surprised at how no pun intended final the um, the ending was. I mean, the way they take down the primordial god Erebos that was really cool, um, and a lot of great little character moments like it's had you know great moment with Green Arrow and there's a sweet moment where John Kent Superman gives Damian Batman a a new costume that's a bat costume a batman costume but it's all in white or just Some... john kent going to be with damien as he's like counting down to die you know yeah. he knows that he's gonna die um but he just doesn't want to have to spend that time alone so he makes it so he can escape out of this reality right as damien's about to die like that's a really sweet tom taylor moment right there yeah and the fact that alfred as as the specter made that possible that was cool yeah um and it had a, it just it had a good ending. It had a the last page is great. Yeah, but is. yeah, it's a shame to it, it would be a shame to never revisit this this universe. Yeah, um, he just does such great jobs with these characters. Yeah, yeah. Though I'm not sure if I'd want anybody other than Tom Taylor or maybe right. Grant Morrison writing it. Yeah. Any any stories in this universe? <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, now that Django's back, let's give that a score. I'm going to give it an eight point five. I also should give it an eight point five. Heck yeah. It's a fine, fine jalopy. Good stuff. Show me the jalopy, Django. Jeff, I've been thinking about getting myself into something that runs real quiet. Oh. You know, anything that might be like uh, real silent. Like I want I want to be able to back up and have people not even know that I'm about to run into them. How do you feel about a book called DC's Silent Tales, a silent anthology of cute stories? Oh, is it? Yeah, that sounds good. I didn't read it's it. A... You'll have to tell me about it. <laughs> well, it's... Uh... A bunch of quiet stories, no words. So you're trying like, to sell me a car now? No, I'm just, I'm just telling How you. How rude! Uh, do you have a car? I have a car. Can I get you into a quieter car? Are you trying to get me to be quiet? Can I get you to drive away with this today? I'll mute myself. Uh, Gustavo Duarte drew six silent stories about DC characters doing things quietly. Um, I thought the cartooning was really good. I didn't understand the end of like three of them, and it made me <laughs> feel like maybe I'm stupid, but. Right up until I was confused about what actually happened, I I enjoyed the the character work and the body language and like Lobo being attacked by half a dozen uh, Nazi zombies. Um, yeah, it's it's really good art. I'd like to see more from this guy, but I I don't know if it's because I'm 
not French or wherever he's from, Gustavo Duarte. I just think he deserves a round of applause for um, allowing you in a space where you weren't around anybody else to have have the thought that you're dumb. I it's interesting because I <laughs> <laughs> the the end of the end of the Lobo story. I didn't understand that either. Django just had the best like. I don't understand what you're saying, but also maybe I'm upset. <laughs> like blank face stare at me just like slowly. Like, I really liked it. What were you trying to do there, Django? I was trying to think of something funny to say, but I couldn't think of anything because I'm okay. so dumb. I thought it was a perfectly executed, like fun, weird response. Good thing this thing exports a video also, so I'll be able to find that and stare at it for a while. Sorry, continue. Uh yeah, Roman, I didn't I didn't quite understand the end of the Lobo one. I didn't quite understand the end of the Superman one. Uh, and I didn't understand the end of the Zatanna one at all. Um, and I didn't understand why the Joker did what he did. Uh, but the journeys that, were great. Yeah, the Joker one was my favorite one because he did it, he did it just because he's the Joker and he likes fucking with things. So he he ruined American Gothic to make fun of Batman. That's fair. That's fair. But yeah, the Zatanna one I had to look at a couple times. I realized, oh, I guess. The ending is just she's mystified why the demons were afraid of her little bunny rabbit. Yeah, bad, bad <laughs> bunny. I I really like this guy's art, and the the sequences are really really good. And he's yeah. got a like a pretty fun um, idea of products in here too. Like Superman's eating um, zombie smart brains for cereal. You would you would really like the cereal stuff in here, Jeff. I love cereal. Yeah. Um, there's there's a couple of cereal gags in here. Ugh. But I was curious. Uh, I didn't, and but not curious enough to look it up. I guess uh, Gustavo Duarte. Uh, who is this guy? Why did he get to do this this whole big old one shot or maybe collection of his previous work? I don't know. Yeah, it almost feels like uh, a bunch of digital work, right? Yeah, I could I could see this being all digital stuff, kind of reformatted for for print. Yeah, and it doesn't say in here if it if that was the case. It's mighty cute though. Um. Gosh, I think I would give this a... Oh, God. He did the DC Bizarro book a number of years ago. And then he did Guardians of the Galaxy for Marvel. And then he also did the Lockjaw story that came out. So cute things. Cute things. I'm going to give this an eight and a half, which seems weird because I just said I didn't understand it. But I I think it's high, high art in the form of comic books. The end. Yeah, I give it an eight. I mean, yeah, it's just... It's a lot of fun. And there's some absolute, I mean, there, there's a panel with the Zatanna's rabbit when it's reaching with both of its paws to, for a carrot. And the look on its face is so joyous. It's, it's just fun. <laughs> You're just fun, Roman. Hey, guys, did we all read Punisher number 11? Yes. Ah, the good Jason Aaron book. Dude, <laughs> I think this was like maybe my, I don't know, maybe my favorite issue of the series. It, it was it, really well done. It was really well done, but like the last this and the last one have been like just bummer issues. But this is like the Avengers confronting Frank as has needed to happen Mm -hmm. and fighting them. And the entire time we're also getting this like narration by Frank's wife, as we've been getting uh, about kind of time times they were together and she was suspicious of him we learned that she and i i'm not sure if this had ever been talked about before but we learned that on the day that she and the kids were murdered she was actually at the park with frank and she had just told him he she wanted a divorce Mm -hmm. 
uh, which is a kind of a crazy thing to add to this. But then she finds out what he's been doing in their name and she shoots him a couple of times, which was awesome after he gets back from kicking the Avengers butts. It's like yeah. deeply fucked yeah. up. It, yeah, it was an amazing issue. And, and yeah, to answer your your pondering there, it's uh, this is this storyline. This series is the first time it's ever even been brought up that they were had marital problems. Mm. Seems impossible that they wouldn't have, though. Right. Like, yeah, he's a psychopath. It doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, yeah, it's not surprising. And maybe I'm wrong, but I, it's the first time I remember reading any storylines, even talking about Francine really at all as a character. Wow. I really like the the shot of her screaming with all the Punisher scenes behind her. Yeah. Because you could kind of see yeah. the artist inspiration for each one of them. Yeah, like, you definitely see the Dylans. Yeah, there's there's just straight up Steve Dillon in there, but they're so small and they're not just... I don't think that they're just copied from Steve Dillon. They, they look redrawn to me. Yeah, no, they, I, I, de- I totally agree. I think they're like definitely homages to different scenes and issues drawn in the style of different artists. Yeah. Very, very cool. Um, and I like the thing that she said, like they're at the park and she's like, I could feel the world with the words building inside me, like bullets being loaded into a gun. Like I've been ready to have that conversation. I can really relate to that. Django, like, I don't, we got to stay together, but we, we go. got a shop to run. <laughs> Never. No. <laughs> um, yeah, super heavy. Roman, uh, what are you thinking about this? What Did you like it as much as I did? Oh, it's so good. Um, this, this, this is going to end up being one of the best Punisher stories ever. I totally agree. It's the most I've ever enjoyed a Punisher story, except, yeah, I mean, there with the Rucka one that I really like. Rucka. Rucka wrote Punisher? Yeah. Mm, yeah. Huh. But that sounds pretty good. Yeah. Do you like Marco Chiquetto's art? Yeah, I do. He did the art. Huh. Maybe Along I'll Simon spend Kodronsky. the next four fucking years trying to find issues of it so I can read it. Yeah, probably not ever. No one gets rid of them. They're great. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, yeah, I think we just have one issue left, right? No. This is, is part two of five. Wait, this is book two, chapter five. Never mind. The final gut wrenching chapter of this acclaimed limited series. Oh, so now it's limited. Fuck you, Marvel. Yeah. Whoa, that is a bummer. I mean, it it, totally felt like it. I totally misread that. I read the first page as telling me this is chapter two of five, but it says book two, chapter Uh, five. So what does that do to your feeling on the issue, thinking that that we were only two fifths of the way through? It made me feel like we've been you know, this is going to be a big run or a big arc. Like a lot of stuff has happened. Um, doesn't change my feelings about how good it was, but I am just bummed at the idea of there only being one more issue because this series is fantastic. Yeah. What are they going to do after it? Good Lord, keep it going. Uh, they're going to have to sync it up with the TV show that they probably have coming out pretty soon. There's another Punisher TV show. Didn't they announce that Punisher or Punisher is going to be in the Daredevil TV show or something or the Daredevil movie? Is did, it the did... Barenthal? Yeah, Barenthal's coming back for something, I, th- I think. Wow. Okay. Maybe I never... not. Maybe I'm remembering something from six years ago or whatever. <laughs> I, I, I still have to finish his his Punisher show. Yeah, I got real snoozy watching that. Hey, Django. Sorry. Uh, we're going to need some scores from everybody with you, this one. 9.0 on the Rick Descale. I'm going to edge it up to a 9.5. On the Rick Descale. Richter. A 9.5 for me. On the Rick the scale for there, you. There we no, go. He's the Roman scales when he uses. Boy, Moon Knight and the Punisher sure do look good duking it out together because they're all so contrasty. Uh, Django, can I propose something to you? 
you got a new car for me? Because I'm running out of time. I, I was expecting to walk off this lot with a car in my hand, car keys under my butt, or uh, flip that. <laughs> oh, do you say you're short on time? Yeah. How do you feel about this buckshot mobile I've created? Holy potatoes. I, I do I'm like gonna, me a buckshot I'm mobile. I'm going to let you run the... I'm going to let you take it for a test drive, though, since I think your speaker works better with that sound than mine does. Okay, you, you want... You want Daddy I'm just, to do the whenever da- we daddy do, to Bucky? What are the rules? Tell me about uh, this car. Minute and a half. Okay. Each of us gets to talk about as many or as few comics as we'd like. Okay. In a time where we'll go off. We you score the books after the sound has gone off. And okay. we don't necessarily Oh, we have to do Andrew's email voicemail. So well, before oh yeah. we get into the buckshots, let's do that. Um I wonder if my fucking phone will play it this time. I have zero hope. I think it was because the other one was uh text message audio. Um, if I had to guess, it's never happened before. Trust me, you guys, this has never happened before. Hey guys, it's Andrew. Hey Andrew. So with all of y'all's talk lately of what color your favorite villains are and how Jeff's tend to be green and Roman tends to like green characters in general, Doctor, I don't, I don't know what it is, but you guys just in general seem attracted to green characters. <laughs> but because you know. I am so obsessed with colors and comics in general. My question comes to you from a place of colors. Okay. We may or may not all know, I know you guys know, but maybe not all the listeners know that in the olden days, especially villains tended to be green, purple, or orange, and heroes tended to be red, blue, and yellow, the primary and the secondary colors. So let's flip it on its head. Who is your favorite villain that has a primarily red, blue, or yellow color scheme? And who is your favorite hero that has a typical green, purple, orange color scheme? I'll answer for Roman. Roman, It's Hulk. I do have to add a caveat that you cannot say the Hulk. (laughs) Motherfucker! (laughs) You have an answer, so pick someone else. But that is my question, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Great question, Andrew. Uh, Roman, or sorry, Django, Andrew, great interplay there. It's like you were in a room <laughs> together and you weren't. Um, this is a good question. Okay. The colors of these heroes and villains comes into play. Okay. Batgirl. Like purple. Eh? Yeah. Like her, like her purple costume. Huntress. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of tricky. Villains are hard with this. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, red, red villains. I could think of red goblin. Red skull. Ooh, yeah. that's, not a, that's not a villain you like. Oh, it has to be somebody we like? The question is, who's your favorite? Oh, yeah. Um, not just name some. I can do uh, Piccolo from Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> I've got a I've got a hero, actually, okay. I can think okay. of that's, okay. at least his torso is orange and purple, Metamorpho. Oh, oh good one. yeah. We just got like, the first appearance of Metamorpho If this the week. Creeper Ooh. is a hero ever. Yeah, it depends. Sometimes he's he's been both, hero and villain. Seems hmm. to be a villain in the Tom King story now. Um, what about? So I'm uh, going to say the creeper for both answers. Okay. <laughs> no, okay. that's perfect, Roman. Uh, okay, Green Lantern. Yeah, I would not say he's my favorite. He's my favorite, possibly green. Oh, I'll tell you who's got my favorite costume. That's a superhero who has villain colors. Huh. It's Aquaman. Hmm. Okay. Aquaman has like some of my favorite color combos in a in a superhero suit. My villain is, if this counts, I think it does, uh, Archangel, the 90s one. I'm I'm talking 
blue and pink. Nice. Oh, yeah. That's a great costume. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah, I can't really think of any others that I really, really love. I'm doing Green Lantern and Archangel. Plugging it in. Yeah. Good question, Andrew. Yeah. 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 Beast Boy. Never cared too much for Beast Boy. Roman likes him, though. Yeah. I guess a new character we could say is, uh, um, especially in that Avengers issue we just read, uh, Nighthawk. The new version of Nighthawk, whose costume oh, yeah. is apparently all purple and yellow, but he's he's a good guy, I guess. He's not likable, but <laughs> I kind of like him. <laughs> he's got a great costume. Yeah, great costume. All right, all right, Django. Do you want to take us to Buckshot Alley? Do you want to go first? Can we watch you flagellate, self-flagellate? I read Seven Years in Darkness from CEX. This is written and drawn by Joseph M. Schmalky. Did he did he correct us on his last name at the convention? No, a publisher did. Schmalk. Schmalk Schmalke? Schmalky. 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 Yeah. Schmalke. Joseph Schmalke. Schmalk. Joseph Schmalke. Enjoy your buckshot. This is the only book I have, buddy. Oh, okay. Never mind. So let's talk about Schmalky a little bit. I mean, I assume we're going to talk about Terror War and Superman later. Sure. This is basically like uh, evil Harry Potter world where this kid gets inducted into this secret society where he's going to learn wizardry and he's not allowed to talk for the beginning until he earns the right to speak. And uh, they all have to wear these masks that look like the Court of the Owls masks. And I think 72 enter and they teach them and train them until only seven are still alive or six are still alive. And it's just like got really good moody wizardy underground heavy metal vibes to it like we've come to expect from uh jess of small i liked it oh i hear the timer went off perfectly timed django what Thanks. was your score for that smelly smelly book uh i'm gonna give this a seven and a half although I think I think the craft probably deserves more than that. I don't super care about the setting. Uh, it's a really good version of the setting, um, and but but the like he's just he's just a top notch creator, man. Um, Roman, oh, you have a uh, minute and thirty. Go. Well, shucks. Um, uh, World's finest number fourteen, still on the uh, Who Killed Simon Stagg mystery. Um, this is a fun comic. It's just still a fun comic. And this one starts off, you know, with Bruce Wayne is mad at Clark Kent and Jimmy Olsen for writing a story that accuses him of the murder of Simon Stagg. And he's like, you guys know I didn't do it. But so they argue about professional ethics and Superman's like, what would you know about having to follow the rules of a job? You know, you're rich. You've never worked. Um, so they had a lot of good moments like that. Mm-hmm. Um, are we going to talk about Superboy number one separately? Uh, go, you talk about it. All right. All right. I read that Superboy, the man of tomorrow, number one, which is the Connor Kent Superboy is back in our reality now and trying to find find his way. So this sets up that he goes out into space to be a superhero because he's like, there's too many super people on Earth. And every time I try and go do something, somebody else has already taken care of it. So he takes off in space and the art's pretty cool. And it was it was fun. I'll keep reading it. Um, I read a hardcover graphic novel from Humanoids called The Psychoverse. Oh, you're um, Yeah, uh, by Mark Russell and Yannick, oh. Yannick Paquette and Dave McCaig. This was great. It was so much fun. Um, lots of great social commentary, dissonant on religion, you know, all the stuff you want from Mark Russell. It's right in here. 
Jingle. Oh, there it is. Okay. I was going to say, I didn't hear the sound. Yeah, I was muted while the alarm was going off. It's it's fine, everybody. The, oh. Like everything's working normally. It's a good we, thing we've got worry Daddy driving we've the car. Professional. <laughs> you want me to turn this thing around? I'm sorry, Daddy. I'll turn it around. Sorry, Daddy. I'll pull I dare, over. I dare sorry, you, old Daddy. man. Oh, I'll pull no. over and open the doors and pee between them. What? The dads do. Big brother Roman. Pe- no, dude. Pee- Big brothers. Pee- the dads don't do that. What? They pee between the doors of the car. What are your scores, Roman? Uh, I don't know. All I can think about is this weird dad image peeing. Um, uh, World's Finest, I give a 9. Superboy, Man of Tomorrow, I'll give a 7.5. Psychoverse, oh man, 9.5 at least. I just wish there was more of it. Roman. That's good to hear. I'm glad you read that. I wanted to hear more about that because it's Mark Russell in the in the like in-call universe, right? Yeah, and this is the first in-call thing i've ever read so i'm curious to read more heck yeah is it mark russell like like oh yeah okay yeah i mean there's a there is a religious fanatic sect that's they're all after this 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 holy relic slash cosmic machine called the incall um and this religious sect i mean it's just they're it's great mark russell commentary on religion there's all sorts of stuff in the societies on the different planets they they go to nice um, using some pre-established characters from the in-call universe. Um, Jeff, if you had a minute and 30 seconds, go. Okay. Well, I do. <clears throat> I read No One Number 2 by Kyle Higgins. Naturally. This felt a bit like reading Danger Street Number 2. Um, pretty rich world with lots of characters you don't know and a lot of moving parts. But there is something compelling about it. But I did spend most of the time reading this issue trying to remember what happened in the first issue. So hopefully by issue four, that's subsided like it did in Danger Street. Mm-hmm. But it is it is pretty good. I was I slowly pieced together a lot of it, but it's complex. The podcast also helps add to the story. My concern is that it's quite important. And oh, oh my mic's behaving weird. Are you hearing that? Sorry. No, we can yeah. Okay, maybe it's my headphones, in which case, fine. Um, Yeah, so no one, it was pretty good. I'm going to give it uh, an 8.0. Oh, I do that at the end. Um, I also read Nightcrawlers number three. This is the end of that portion of the Sense of Sinister thing. It's the final issue of the miniseries that we're comprising it. I did not like the end of this one very much. Um, The first one was my favorite. It was Kieran Gillen, the Immoral X-Men one. This one, Cy Spurrier, I don't know. It it wasn't great, Uh, but I'm quite excited for the one shot that will end the entire thing. Uh, I also read Superboy, and I thought it was just fine. I would have maybe preferred a series that's about him kind of learning to come to terms with his place on Earth amongst all these other super people rather than him going off into space and fighting other aliens. I agree with that. I would rather he'd stuck around on Earth. I mean, I wanted to see the dynamic. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I gave Superboy a 7.5, and I gave no one an 8. And what would you give Nightcrawlers? A 7.0. Nice. Yeah. Real nice. You're welcome, Django. Jeff. Yeah. Big what guy. What if I wanted a car that sucked the power out of me? <laughs> I'd say it'd be a pretty easy job. There's not a lot of power to grab. <laughs> you think I could get into this Superman number three for my budget? I just need you to buy a car. All right. I have had some medical expenses come up in the last year. Oh, no. I had to take out a big loan to cover those medical expenses. 
I'm going to get off the fucking shift here at the car lot and go down to the bar and bartend for eight hours. Then I'm going to sleep for six and come back to the car lot. Okay. So if you could just buy a car, it would help me out. I'm going to get fired. You're pretty good at selling cars. I just like to check all my options here. You understand. You understand. understand. This is how I feed my family. I I think maybe your family needs jobs. Have you checked to see if they want to sell cars? I'd check out some cars if, like, your wife and kids wanted to sell me cars. I'd let them try to sell me cars. Maybe my son is could, uh, four. <laughs> I mean, well, my favorite color is milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. That'll sell tons of cars. <laughs> set them on the hood with some milk. <laughs> well, my favorite color is purple. Yeah. Like the purple that the, the parasite is in this Superman comic where Superman turns into Parasite and is wearing a crazy white suit and the art is amazing and the the I just love Parasite and I yeah. kind of trust Lex Luthor in this a little bit and the the whole story is just fun and I love that that drawing of the bizarro head on the last page and the way that they the way that they get rid of the parasite and uh, I I just it's been a long time since I really liked the Superman book, like a few years, and I really like this Superman book. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something uh, snarky. Okay, uh, make sure that it still tries to sell me the car. Go. Um, yeah, I like that. It's an interesting take on you know Lex Luthor. I kind of trust him. Roman, have they ever done that before? No, I, not, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't trust him. You can't trust him. Uh, oh, fuck yourselves. <laughs> um, <laughs> Try to sell no. you a bad car. I no, it's a great car. <laughs> not not right? from Luther. Not from Luther. I know it sounds like my son is stupid, oh. but he's not. He just needs all the help he can get. So your financial support would be a boon to me. <laughs> oh yeah, well you ain't trust. It's Luther sell the car. I would trust. Oh okay okay. I'm really excited for this next stuff with this weird looking villain and this floating severed Bizarro head because I, mm-hmm. unlike Django, am not a huge fan of Parasite. No, oh, I don't know how I how could someone not be a huge fan of Parasite? I don't get it. His power is sucking. Of course, you got to like him. <laughs> Where was Parasite when I was 16? <laughs> um, yeah, but we had some fun in this issue. Yeah, it, I no, this is a great issue and it feels like classic Superman and the artist gorgeous love Jamal Campbell's and Campbell's. And uh, I do really like what they're doing with Lex Luthor and Superman gave him a watch. Which is just a great gesture. Cool. He's got to be spying on him, right? No, I wouldn't. It must think be. So. Yeah, it must be a tracking watch. Anyway. Oh well, yeah. Listen, I give it an eight. I don't know about you guys, but I think it's. I think it's worthy of an eight. Really? I think it's worthy of an eight point five. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so you, you do like Parasite? I like this comic. I like Metallo, <laughs> and, and I like Parasite the same. And they are sadly the two main villains in Superman books right now. <laughs> Classic 70s Superman villains. Roman is wearing a Superman robe right now, and I'm really curious. I'm going to trust him more than I trust either of us on this. Yeah. Roman, what's your score for Superman number three? Well, I didn't fully read it. I just skimmed it. It's Um, a good thing we fucking (laughs) trust Roman. (laughs) (laughs) But I saw that part at the end with the watch. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I deserve to give it a score. I'll give it. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Terror War number one. Who? Terror War number one. Never heard of it. It's this car over here, Roman. It's it's. Oh, uh, are you here by... at this car dealership with us or not? No, I'm over at the Denny's. It's Fucking a it's a, a salad and Ahmed. 
Yeah, Salen and Ahmed, you, you Dave, Costa 2000, right? <laughs> yeah. A Z2000. Um, Jeff talked about this on Wednesday morning when I got in, and it sounded to me like you were hoping for more out of it. And so I grabbed it and flipped through it and really liked the the drawings of the world, like this crazy Blade Runner style transmetropolitan city that's going on in the background. Um, and I actually really liked the comic. It's this guy who lives in a futury Blade Runnery world and has been trained to destroy things called terrors. And terrors are like fears or dreams manifested into reality that chase people and hurt people. The first one is just like a big goofy frog toy that's chasing this guy to kill him. And then the next one that they run into is like a zombie military dude. And it's like 30 stories tall and bigger than anything anybody's ever seen. And I don't know. I, I, I think I would have liked it a little bit better with better art, but overall I liked the world and I liked the uh, efficiency that they, they used to tell the story and get us to where we needed to be. Yeah. I would say, I think I would like it a little better with better art. Although there is some fun stuff. I liked that all the explosions of, and like viscera of the aliens are like this interesting coloring style where kind of like with Gotham Academy, what they would do with the plaid, like there's, just kind of yeah. like a single layer of an image and then there's lines that like close fluttering but it's all you know like a flat image behind it that is coloring it i bet that didn't make sense um look up the plaid skirts in gotham academy Th- but this do you want to rephrase that <laughs> yeah <laughs> google image searches for upskirts in gotham academy <laughs> yeah yeah that's Bummer. Um, that was funny don't take that out of context folks uh, yeah I. it felt like a kind of like a fair number of other things Django you have a better patience for like willing to go into stories that don't feel super original right off the bat than I do yeah. which means I miss things if interesting things happen down the line this one I would say falls into that category like I think I like Saladin Ahmed. He wrote that Black Bolt miniseries with Malachi Ward art like five years ago or maybe mm-hmm. four, three or four years ago. I liked that a lot. Uh, he's apparently a very good science fiction novelist. So I guess I was just maybe hoping this would feel a little bit smarter than it is. And it's all a little bit easy. And, um, you know, the terrors. And uh, there's just sort of, um, I don't know that I felt like the dialogue was super great and like the kind of the names for things and, and whatnot. But I didn't dislike it. I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven and a half. I was just, I was just, I was, I was hoping for a little bit more. Did you read it, Roman? I did not. I think this is the only Salad and Ahmed book that I've really read. I mean, I might have read the first issue of Black Bolt or something, but mm-hmm. this is, this is the first time I've read a book with Salad and Ahmed as, as like the reason I read it. Uh, he uh, wrote <clears throat> Miles Morales Spider Man for a while as well. Didn't not read that, that I believe it or not. Uh, he did some Wolverine Back in Blood. He wrote, or maybe he wrote Ms. No, yeah, he wrote Ms. Marvel and Miles Morales. Um, he wrote Abbott. Oh, I did. I did read and like Abbott. Yeah, he's yeah. some Star Wars stuff. Yeah, I I dug this. I give I give it a seven and a half, and I don't know that I like the the last panel is like these super bitch and badass radical dudes showing up to to yeah. take the credit for killing the big Sergeant Rock versus the Army of the Evil Dead dream that they killed, but. Um, yeah, you you would like that part, Roman. The the gigantic, or cool, baddie. 
And there is some kind of cool art stuff throughout, even though in general it's not great. Like it's it doesn't excel at some basic things, but it does excel at some things. Like the city stuff and the blood and guts are great. Yeah. And then as soon as you get like focus on a character or talking heads or just a a group shot, it's like, eh, it's fine. Services the needs of the story. Also, the the final page and the next issue on the back cover is the same picture. It's just two two like a good guy team and a bad guy team. Yeah. Hey, uh, Django. Uh, since I put a pen in that one, did you read the Forge number two? No, I brought it home and I'm I'm going to read it. I'm going to also. It's the only one in my stack I didn't read. I almost did last night, and I was like, "Ooh, this is." a really big comic yeah but remember last time yeah it it was big and we liked it it and it got us all the way through and yeah i know i gotta go for it but yeah yeah. i've I've been i've been pretty slammed this week we just bought that really fun collection at the shop with a bunch of a bunch of silver and bronze age comics that everybody should come look at in the store and uh, you could call them horror stuff there some of them are keys you could call them keys all right we're sending up a giant size x-men to cgc soon I am so glad that on what will inevitably be my final shift here at the used car lot that I got to spend it with the two of you. Unless, Django, I can convince you to buy one of these cars, but it's been quite the drought here. And they said if I don't yield some some results, I'm going to be fired in two weeks. And that was I think I'm just going to walk home. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, can I get a ride? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Let me call my friend Roman. He could probably give you a ride. Yeah, I'll buy I'll buy a car from you, Jeff. I mean, my credit is horrible, but <laughs> okay, okay. Do you sell Which cars you to people want? who come into your dealership wearing Superman robes? That's my question. Give me a car. Give me a third, car. Third one. The first two were Nicolas Cage. He's either <laughs> real rich or really not. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have the longest fingernails in the Guinness, but I had to clip them. in the Guinness. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, hey, if you want to tell us about your Guinness, you're either with us or your Guinness. You can send us an email to Jeff at the One more time. That email address is Jeff at the Huge thank you to Andrew Carlson for sending in a voicemail on the Jeff at the email.com thing. Uh, also, a huge thank you to Andrew for editing the podcast every week. Yeah. I'm going to say Django. You. Well, I was just going to say huge thank you to Will to for for trying to get his whole uh voicemail on the episode yeah i could try, I could try and waste more time and you want to try it back. again you yeah, want to just see if we out. can uh like, like fast forward to somewhere near where you were yeah yeah yeah, yeah and, like yeah. if you can't if it's if it's too far then back up but if it's not far enough then then fast forward just a little bit or just let it play so we can hear it yeah all good i want to hear him say turn up shut up fuck you guys or whatever it is that he signs off on every time yeah me too i like that on um, at like my first free comic book day at the comics place right around when I first started coming into the shop. So um, kind of just took me back for a minute and gave me a little flashback. Um, just curious if there's any long running series out there that came to an end for you guys that um, made you flash back to, you know, I've, I've asked about nostalgia before, but maybe just, um, you know, hit you a different way when you realize that series was ending that you've been reading for such a long time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. And P.S. Oh, regarding totally the wrong. Star Wars rewatch, um, Penelope wants to include all of the movies, including Solo and Rogue One and the TV shows, uh, Mandalorian, <laughs> Bad Batch and everything else. So um, I just need to figure out where to fit in the Star Wars Christmas special. Talk to you later. We'll see you next Thanks, week. buddy. 
<laughs> oh, I stepped on your shit. I'm Jeff. <laughs> I'm Roman. I'm Raw Daddy. Why <laughs> that? like a a fucking fat kid at a birthday party who just got his cake (laughs) dumb and satiated (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't sensitive like that